L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We're still kind of in that aftershock of the, the bye week. You know, I know we got the Saints coming up, but they play tonight, so you, you get a good little right. preview of what you're going to see in your first game after the bye. You know, it's nice because you yeah. don't have to worry about other games happening at the same time that might be better than the Saints game. You can turn all your attention to them. And, I mean, you could say it's a short week. It's only a day, but it's not the full seven days that every other team in the league gets. Steelers should be well-rested, though, of course, getting yeah. their bye yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And I think a very favorable opponent on the other side. I sure. think one of the ones that I look at in circle and say, this is a game they can win mm-hmm. uh, right out of the gate. You get a couple weeks off. You've singularly focused yourself on preparing for one opponent for not just those seven-day period, but almost the 13-, 12-day period if you're the coaching staff. I, I think this is favorable to start. I, I, you've been faced with a lot of really difficult tasks in the Kenny Pickett era since making that transition as far as mm-hmm. opponents. This one feels finally like, okay, he can breathe a little bit. Not to say, you know, they're not still an NFL team out there with a decent defense, but right. it's definitely a step down. But you see what... NFL teams can do when they have that extra week to prepare. I mean, just look to the Steelers' last game. Mm-hmm. It was against the Philadelphia Eagles, who were coming off of their own bye week, and they had two weeks to prepare for Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. And you see that really across the board when it comes to well-coached teams. Is They take advantage of that bye week, and mm-hmm. Tomlin's no exception. But, you know, well, like I said, you watch the Saints tonight. We'll preview the Saints a little bit, too, as well in the next episode as we <laughs> talk a little bit about the game and the doings on of the rest of the NFL. But I want to look at the next half of the season kind of in the macro in this episode. And I got like four or five or maybe even six or seven things. So wow. that's the excitement about this. You have to listen to find out how much we get to. But just some things I'm kicking around here that I think you'll agree with me on are really the most important things that you want to see out of your Steelers in the second half of the 2022 season. And Mm -hmm. the first one that I have is, I think, obvious on everybody's mind, should be number one, and that's Kenny Pickett's development. Mm -hmm. you got to see this guy start to show a little bit of the flash. And I think he has in moments so far, but there's no sugarcoating that it's been a bit of a disappointment in his first four or however many games he's played so far. I want to start to see a little bit of that, that, you know, reasoning why teams had you as a first-round grade, why the Steelers picked you as their number Mm -hmm. one quarterback in this draft class. And 
show them more consistently in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think that has to be bullet point number one for basically everyone following this team right now is how much can you get out of him? And not to say, again, we, we've <clears throat> looked ourselves in the mirror a lot this season and said, this season is not about stacking wins, getting to the playoffs. It's about setting yourself up for future seasons down the line. So I'm not trying to say how much can you get out of Kenny Pickett this season to get wins. It's how much can you get out of him in terms of understanding who he is, what his strengths and weaknesses are, and improving upon those weaknesses, becoming a more seasoned veteran of the game, learning from mistakes, being able to lead teams to a win or lead this team specifically to a win uh and that's not something that you have to do this year but you just have to know that he's capable of doing it so when i say getting the most out of him that's kind of what i mean seeing the, the 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 early signs of good development for further down the road are you worried at all about the weaponry being taken away from? well so that's what i was going to say because claypool got traded the trade down on this past week so I think it's kind of good. I mean, I, depending on how you feel on the, on the trade, but I think at the time of the season, if it was going to happen, I'm glad it came during this point because this, it just happened to be when the Steelers were on the bye week. So it wasn't that Chase Claypool was traded, what, that Tuesday afternoon? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kenny Pickett only had four or five days to really prepare for that offense or, or practice with that offense with no Chase Claypool. He's now had that extra four or five days to get ready to play without Claypool. And then now we're entering Saints week, so now he's going to get into this week after learning what he has to work with without Chase Claypool and actually getting on the practice field with the first-teamers, even though Chase Claypool won't be there. Yeah, I I think I, I, I completely understand the argument from people saying, why couldn't you wait until the end of the year so that you can at least keep as much talent around Kenny, give him the most opportunity to throw the ball down the field, which we know, I mean, Chase Claypool said himself, these women weren't doing enough. But Chase Claypool was obviously a good target for Kenny to have. So I totally see that side of the argument. But considering the timing of it, I'm, I'm really okay with it because, as we said, Kenny had that extra four or five days to really get ready for the Saints game without Claypool being there. Yeah, I can see the argument. But I kind of disagree with it after you know thinking about it for a little bit. You're I saying think less the can be more of, here of that you keeping took a keeping away the from talent. Him. Yeah, I okay. think less can be more. I think that a lot of people who are very smart when it comes to this stuff has said the offense is maybe a little too complicated for Kenny. Like, sure, look at what the Bears were before just three weeks ago when it's just been a completely. It's like a light switch has gone off on that team because they've started to tailor their offense towards their quarterback and. They wanted ever since Nagy to have him be this West Coast extremely accurate guy, mm-hmm. and Justin Fields is not that. And I think Kenny Pickett's one of his bigger strengths is his accuracy. But he, any rookie, even the most accurate to ever come out of college, is going to try to run an offense that's predicated on you know being exactly precise and having to hit 13, 14, 15 plays in mm-hmm. a row perfectly to march down the field methodically and score. That's way too tough on anybody, so... Maybe just take a little bit of an extra piece out of the equation, and yeah. it can be addition by subtraction in a way. I agree, and that could allow for, with with too many cooks in the kitchen, kind of, that analogy, if you're going for it, you take one guy out, Kenny no longer has to say, well, do I want to get the ball to Claypool, Deontay, Pickens, Yeah, my mal- the mouths that I got to feed just became a little less. And maybe that's good for one specific mouth. Maybe Deontay Johnson finally 
gets a touchdown, gets 100 yards in a game or something like that. Well, I'm glad you said that because here's another thing I'm looking for in the next half of the season. Not just one, not just two, but several 100-yard games from Deontay Johnson. It's been all season. He has mm-hmm. not gone over the century mark. Has not gone into the end zone. At least three times more down the stretch and more. I mean, hey, feel free to do it more, Deontay. I'm not holding you into that just three times thing. But right. I need to see several times of him going over that century mark because he's number one. Mm-hmm. He was paid like a number one. Steelers don't give second contracts to very many wide receivers. He's in one of those elite classes. Need to start earning that. Yeah, there's nine game left on the season for the Steelers. Uh, you could say that the starters will be playing in every single one of them, even if they're not making a playoff push towards the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no, like, last week of the season. Just, Bench everybody. Yeah, just whatever because no one gets hurt. Like, no, this is all about development now. Everybody right. plays no matter what. And like I said, even if you've been eliminated from the playoffs by, by week 17 or yep. week 18, you should still expect to see <laughs> Kenny and those guys. Right, well, yeah. But I'm saying – you shouldn't expect to see the Steelers out of playoff contention at the end of the season and therefore keeping Kenny in reserve, keeping no. Deontay in reserve, no. just to save them well, for the next year. you can't keep Kenny in reserve because he's developing, and then it's right. not practice to not give him all the pieces. Exactly. Yeah. No, so you, this isn't uh, uh, raising the white flag and just giving up on the season. You have to keep those guys out there. You have to build that chemistry. As you said, Tom, Deontay is in a very small group of receivers in recent Steelers history who have earned that right to get that second contract at their position. If he's going to be around for a while, uh, talking about Deontay Johnson, he needs to start, he needs to make sure he's getting to that point where him and Ben Roethlisberger had that kind of connection, that kind of trust. Because if you're going to be the wide receiver one and you're not going to be able to be relied on to get over 100 yards or be able to get open in the end zone, then the Steelers are going to be looking at themselves and saying, well, this contract really is coming back to bite us in the butt. Yeah. I mean, it's way too early to think in that kind of track because I think sure, that but, guy deserves some time to get some chemistry but, with this young but guy. But the fact that we've, we've that Deontay Johnson has been an all-pro at one point of his career, has shown flashes at, at being a, a legitimate wide receiver one in this league, and has yet to get into the end zone or, and or score or, – or, or, Record a hundred yards receiving in a given game through eight through the first half of the season, Tom. I mean, yeah, that's very that, upsetting. I know, I know. We're talking macro here, and we're looking far down the line. And I and I said, oh, the Steelers could regret that contract. But to go eight games at any point in your career without a hundred yards or a touchdown is extremely disappointing to anyone who considers themselves a starting receiver in this league. Yeah, it's way below the line. So I just need to I mean, see. You talk some about more. a guy I, like. Tyreek Hill is about to break the single-season receiving record. Uh, do you think he will? I think he might. He might. If, I mean, if but, Tua can stay healthy and the offense keeps... If that guy... I mean, I get Tua probably a, a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett right now. At this moment, yes. But you also have another receiver on that team in Jalen Waddell, who is yeah. just as talented or, or, or a stud receiver in this league, and Tyreek's still going to break that record yeah. or, or going to be in the running to do so, whereas Deontay Johnson on the season, Tom... Has what three hundred yards through eight games? Less I think it's than, a little more than that, but I think it's less it, than four hundred. It, it's right around that mark, and again, no century mark in a single game right. this year. That's the, it's that three point bonus in your daily fantasy lineup for that one hundred yard receiving mm-hmm. game. He's got to start getting it for his fantasy football havers. So definitely want to see some more progression out of Deontay and, and the whole receiving core in general. Actually, uh, yeah, and I think when you're talking about leaving more, doing more with less. 
this could open the door for George Pickens to really step up and well, have... Deontay's letting that door kind of be open. Exactly. Now, ex- well, with Claypool out of the building and Deontay not having his best season, this could lead to George Pickens really... I mean, we've seen the flashes. We know how talented this guy is with both his hands, his speed, his size. It, it really could lead lead to that kind of a season for him, or at least the second half of a season for him. It's just dependent, dependent on... Are the Steelers willing to give him the ball? Because we saw, we saw again flashes. We saw those back-to-back games where it was what against the Buccaneers, and one other game, right, where he had back-to-back weeks with with career highs in receptions and receiving yards, um, and he finally got into the end zone as well. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't what you wanted to see, considering that it was only two games out of the first eight that you got that those kinds of numbers from him. So. Really hoping the Steelers will look at this opportunity with Chase Claypool out of the building to say, let George Pickens kind of grow into that role of a potentially another wide receiver one on this team. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Another thing I'm looking forward to in the next half of the season, mm-hmm. at least three more wins from this team. I, I know mm-hmm. that wins and losses, I've said a thousand times, don't necessarily matter as much as the development of Pickett and the team around Pickett, but... Part of that development is, I think, learning how to win football games in the in the league. So, win at least three more games down the stretch. Get me to at least five on this season record. And I know some people out there are hearing that and they think, "Oh, here we go. We're going to be picking in the middle." I think five wins still gets you a top ten draft pick this year. Maybe even a top yeah. six or seven one. And those first three are going to be quarterbacks. Now, right. I, so I, you don't I have to work. You, you don't have back, to- but still. If you pick sixth, I think you're still going to get a game changer. You don't have to worry, really, if you're if you're picking in that top ten, top six ish category or, or or place. You don't. You're actually in a good position if you're Pittsburgh because you have your quarterback. You know where the other teams are going, so you don't have to worry about a stud defensive end or a stud corner possibly being taken right in front of your eyes or right before your pick comes up because a lot of these teams who are picking high in this draft it's going to be young it's going to be stroud it's going to be levis like, right it's going to be all, all it's going to be a lot of quarterbacks three, and then you know there's big three now always a fourth character oh, yeah, or always. a fifth character that just emerges shoots up draft boards and people fall in love with so yeah I, and as far as that's i think you're in a good spot so i think you can afford to win a few games and i think that's good for your development and I look at this one coming right out of the gate, New Orleans. I think that's winnable. Mm -hmm. Right there. It's at home. You've got two weeks to prepare. You should be the healthiest you've ever been. You should have a little bit of something up your sleeve, a little bit of something cooked up for this defense that, you know, they're not expected because you've had two weeks to focus on a game plan for this one specific defense. Cincy at home on that Sunday night football. I mean, I'm not ever going to really punt on a game at home against the team you've already beaten this year. And it's, you know, and Watt will be back. So I kind of think that there's a chance there, but you. Since he's so bipolar this year, I mean, yeah, you can have a game where you struggle to lose or win twenty to nineteen in that one, or they could just come into Akershore and just Star Wars death ray you forty two to ten. You know, they're they're very hot and cold. So 
That one you can't count on. The only issue, Tom, with that game is the fact that this week they're on the bye, so exactly they get so two weeks. I would they leave. get two weeks to prepare for the Steelers. I would not circle that one as one. Uh, the two road games to follow, though, at Indy and at Atlanta. I mean, Indy's a mess. They just, just fired, fired Frank, Frank Reich. Reich right? Uh, Ellinger's not the guy. No. They should have never benched Matt Ryan. I don't know what the logic was. No, with that Matt position. Ryan's not good. Don't get me wrong. But here's the other thing: they were still alive when they made that move. Technically. Why didn't they just go to Nick Foles? Like he's clearly I don't understand ready either. compared to he's Sam a Super Bowl champion, <laughs> MVP of right, the Super Bowl. Right, right. So I don't know what they're doing there. You could maybe steal a win on the road at Atlanta's a little tough. I view that more as a little bit of a swing one. Yeah, but at you the beginning of them, the season, but you can beat them. At the beginning of the season, I thought, okay, Atlanta's even though it's on the road, doesn't matter. You should be able to win. But that I mean, we're talking about how hot and cold Cincinnati yes. is. Atlanta is equally so. And NFC South again, uh, Carolina. You got to win that game. I think that's a must win. I think that's probably your easiest opponent left. And I got to be honest with you, that Christmas Eve game at home against the Raiders is looking more and more winnable. Now that the Raiders lost again to the Jaguars this this week. They're just not a really well – I think McDaniels is a good offensive coordinator. I don't know if he's a good head coach. We saw it when he was the head coach in Denver. And now he's got – He went right back to New England. He's got no excuse, though. Like his last, he could be like, oh, the Tebow thing, right? Really, but now he's got Derek Carr, got and Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, yeah. and Dar- Darren yeah. Waller. They should. It's a, it's a great offense. Waller can't get healthy, but yeah, right. they should be really good. So there's four games right there, five games right there that I just listed. Win three of those five, and I, I think that's a, a good step in the right direction as far as the development of your team is concerned. Mm-hmm. And you could probably, Tom. You know, you're looking at three of those Talk five. yourself into the Browns game at home. Or the Ravens. Uh, One know, of the Ravens games. Yeah, just something like a, a fluky division rival game that a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you, you don't stand a chance against a, a far better opponent, uh, especially in your division. Well, no one knows a certain team better than a divisional opponent. So it's very possible. I don't see a game in the second half that scares me like Eagles-Bills. No. I mean, even Buccaneers when you were going into it, Miami when you were were going into it. You didn't know who the Bucs were at that point. But the only one that potentially has that is probably that Bengals game. That's the only offense I see as the potential to just I could say just maybe for road game sake in Baltimore. But I don't know if the Ravens have the capability to blow anybody out right now. Yeah, maybe, I mean, there's, maybe there's a with lot the addition of, of Roquan Smith. That defense gets a lot better. Well, what am I saying? The Steelers' offense has to get a lot better sure. to stay in a track meet as well. Uh, but one key, key thing about this stretch is the X factor that's coming back into the Steelers' lineup. Mm-hmm. And we all expect TJ Watt to play against the Saints on Sunday. So, second half expectation for TJ Watt return. I want to see more pressures from the team as a whole, and I want to see him eat, obviously, but Jacob. First and foremost, just play in the New Orleans game and play in every single game until the end of the year. Yeah. Stay healthy. It's your concern that younger brother TJ might be following an older brother JJ's steps of not being able to stay healthy. Something in that water in the Watt house. Right, exactly. So this, I mean, TJ's dealt with injuries that have kept him out of a game here and there. You know, uh, for the past three or four seasons, right, he's played what, either 14 or 13 or 15 games, something like that. Hasn't played a full season in a, in a couple of years. But this was, the, this was the significant injury of his career so far. You don't want it to pile on kind of like it did for J.J. after he won his three MVPs or, or three defense, defensive player of the years in a four, in a four or five-year stretch. So really hoping that if T.J. Wall comes back. And Tom, in terms of macro level 
concerns. I think, I mean, I know the Kenny Pickett thing should be number one, but I'm I could easily see the argument of TJ Watt just showing Staying signs that he can stay healthy he should be number two, if not number one. I mean, the team had what how many sack times did they sack Burrow in that game? Seven. Seven. And then they've had like six since. They've had eight, eight since, since, which aside for the fewest in that span since week two. There's no question about it. Right now, TJ Watt is more valuable to this team than Kenny Pickett is. So to me, I I might say that TJ's health being sustained might just be a little bit more important to me than than Pickett's development in his rookie year. Yeah, and that's why I look at a game like the Saints, and I think Watt, who I think if it was up to him, could have been back for that Dolphins game. Yeah. But you, as a coach and as an organization, have to protect the players from themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially so, a guy like DJ Watt, yeah. who always wants to get out there. I mean, weren't there even rumors that he might be back for the Bucks game? That was before the knee surgery, right? Yeah, it was before the surgery. And but people were then saying, even after the surgery, they were like, well, he looks good against... And then Miami was like a whisper, and then Philly was like a loud whisper, mm-hmm. like, I might be playing. And he was even kind of being a little playful with the media, saying like, I don't know yet. Sure. We'll, we'll have to see, but... You know, I think if that's a playoff game against the Eagles, which would I guess be the Super Bowl, like to draw that analogy, he'd be in there and he'd be playing. Yeah, but the if, team if, looks if at it's... that and they say, "TJ, like you've had some injury problems in the past two years, mm-hmm. and this year is looking worse than last year was." I know you want to be back out there, man, but let's let's just wait until after the bye week. Right. Say that inj- say the Steelers were in the playoff hunt, right, and going to make the playoffs, and that injury happened in week fourteen or fifteen. And the Steelers are playing wild card weekend. No right, buy. That's a good. That's a good way to paint it. It's better. I than my don't way. see T.J. Watt saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be smart here and miss that first game." No. Because if they if they play in a playoff game without T.J. Watt, you know how different of a team it'll look like versus when he's in the lineup. So I'm excited for him to be back out there. I know this never matters, but when the Steelers will come out of the tunnel on Sunday afternoon against the Saints, without question, they're going to be introducing the defense. Yeah, and without question, that stadium is going to erupt for T.J. Watt. I know it doesn't matter. It means nothing. But it's just going to be good for the fans and for T.J. to just have that reunion. In that same vein, too, mm-hmm. I really want to see if he does, say, get injured and it's like another three- or four-week thing. Just call it. Yeah. Just call it. I agree. There's no reason to to make things any worse. A- extend that injury any further. Now, than if, he, it, if he's nicked up, has to leave a game, yeah. he's ready for next week, of course If it has anything to do, if it's another thing that's not, peck, not the pack. The doctor says he could damage it further. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a little sprain, right. ankle sprain, oh, it's not going to get any worse. It just is going to hurt like hell to play on. Throw him back in there if But if it's peck-related. Yeah. Anything with a serious injury that's like, oh, he's going to be out for three to four weeks. I'd be like, you know what? I are. Done for the year. Mm -hmm. I I, I would have no problem with that either. Yeah. Because, again, you have to think big picture. Yeah, you got to think big picture. You want Kenny Pickett as your quarterback for the future, and you want T.J. Watt on the field for your defense for the rest of his career. How many times have we seen J.J.? I mean, J.J.'s missed season lengths before. Mm -hmm. T.J. has not done that yet. But... How many times have we seen J.J. hustle back to get into those playoff games, oh, to yeah. get into that last stretch oh, yeah. of the run of the season? Absolutely. Maybe that hurt more than helped, you know? Maybe you just needed to take the rest mm-hmm. of that season off and really get a good offseason in a feeling. He He's done better at protecting his body the last couple of years, I think, as he's gotten older. He's still playing, I know, right? He's not hurt. Yeah, I know. that. I, I think he had a heart attack and almost like died, but then was resuscitated and played on Sunday this year. But last like, year, I think he had a season-ending injury. 
JJ, yeah. JJ did. But that was kind of fluky because in his first year with Arizona, I think he played that whole season. And then he's played in almost every game, I think, this season. So One last thing I want to keep an eye on here, yeah. and this is really crucial. You need to see someone in that cornerback room mm-hmm. emerge as a dude. And I'm, I'm not saying, like, he's the next Ike, he's the next Joe. I, just someone that's going to be a solid one or two. Um, because I, I think we've kind of been hoping and wishing that Akella Witherspoon will t- turn into that. And Hasn't. he got benched against right. the Eagles. So that's not going to be an <clears throat> illustration of how he'll be, you know, assigned roles moving forward. I think he still goes right back out there against New Orleans in one of those number one or two spots. Maybe this William Jackson, the third guy from Washington, Possibly. even though he's in 30, he's 30 years old and hasn't really had it click yet in the league. Maybe he can be a really good man to man coverage guy mm-hmm. that just helps a nice trickle down for all the rest guys. And I kind of good glue piece. I I'm kind of looking to Levi Wallace to really recapture, right? to recapture that magic game in Buffalo. Yeah. But I will say this about Levi. Maybe he needs a number one to thrive. Sure, as a no, two. absolutely. I I don't disagree with the you. The have tried to put him in the number two role since day one. Hell, he was even number three when they're not in their nickel and Cam Sutton's right. on the outside. Right. So the Steelers kind of knew. I think, hey, we got this guy, good signing, but we know his role. It's mm-hmm. as a number two. So we need Akella to be a one. Yeah, you for need Levi to you be need a that good two. Steve Nelson to Joe Hayden. Steve Nelson's another one that I, two guys. This is off topic. Sure. Two guys that I really wish that we would have kept. Uh-huh. Nelson's one of them. And Hargrave. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Hargrave's one of the best D tackles in football. Yeah. He is a. Uh, this is tough to say. Who, who is this is tough to say. But do you think Hargrave? he's better than Fletcher Cox right now? <laughs> oh, I, I think I he think is. So right I now. think he's the straw that stirs that Eagles drink. Who was re signed instead I think it was, of Hargrave? They went the uh, Alu Alu route instead because yeah. it was cheaper. And Hargrave was going to make a lot of money, but that might have been money well spent now in hindsight because, man, is he a force to be reckoned with? Yeah, and think about it too that draft class. Completely, the top of that draft class completely gone. Artie Burns, Sean Davis, and then Javon Hargrave, and and everyone, everyone was, everyone remembers just how painful it was to watch Sean Davis and Artie Burns out there week to week. But everyone was saying, okay, whatever, you still got a dude in Javon Hargrave. Hargrave got better and better and better. Yeah, right. Has reached his prime in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it helps playing on. On the best, yeah, 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 for sure. But he's but the best. Imagine, he's might be the best on that. Could best you imagine Javon Hargrave and and T.J. Watt and Cam well, just imagine playing last together year yeah. when they were struggling so much against the run? He would right. just be such a force there, and he's great against the pass rush too. But back to the DBs to wrap up the episode. They need to find somebody emerge as yeah, a I legit agree. guy that you go into twenty twenty three with and say whether he's the one, whether he's the two, whether he's your slot. Well, they kind of have their slot in Cam Sutton for sure. Whether he's the one, whether he's the two, we at least got somebody in our top two that we mm-hmm. know is a legit NFL DB. Not to say that these guys aren't legit NFL DBs, but they might be miscast in their usage. So someone needs right. to step up. Witherspoon needs to have another strong second half of the year like he did last year. Mm-hmm. Jackson, you know, you're 30, man. If you want to have another three or four years of really good football and maybe Get reach paid. the potential yeah. that you never actually did in Washington, there's your second chance right here. So... Definitely keeping an eye on that defensive backfield because I think the safeties are fine. I think that Mika's obviously think a stud. Terrell's, and I think as we've said, year a second after contract. Year, I year think, after yes. year, he's gotten slightly better, right? He's no all-pro kind of level, not a, a Pro Bowl, doesn't get that recognition, but every year you see some improvement for him. And I think this year, again, he's having the best year of his career. Now, other scouts are paid to recognize even sure. good players who are going to be free agents on Kind of bad teams. I hate saying bad teams, but it's true. 
there will be people interested in the Edmonds market a lot more than there were last year. Absolutely. So you're not going to get him on the discount that you have him playing on. But right I think now it's important that you bring him back. Yeah, I agree. I think you have to bring him because back. you look at the you look at the safety room behind the two the two guys up top between Minka and and, and Terrell Edmonds, and it's not pretty. I mean, nothing. I, you don't want to be. You're not trying to throw guys like Trey Norwood under the bus there, but right, of course. Terrell Evans is a legitimate starting safety in, in the NFL right now. If you weren't there for the iconic moments that shaped Pittsburgh Steelers history, you should be here at the all-new Hall of Honor Museum. How about mm-hmm. that? That's going to be exciting. Be one of the first to relive Steelers history and to book your tour at Steelers.com slash museum. Go to Steelers.com slash museum and book your tour for the Hall of Honor Museum. It's located in Akershore Stadium. It's got interactive exhibits. It includes music, videos, calls to learn about each moment and player. You've got historic archives. You can look at all the rings. You can look at all the game-worn uniforms from those historic teams in the 70s, the Big Ben-led Super Bowl teams. It's really unbelievable. I can't wait to go. I know you're going to go for sure. I'll be there. I mean, I'll be there on Saturday. You'll be there when it opens. Mm -hmm. Hey! Uh, It's open to the public on Wednesday through Monday at 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. once it obviously has its grand open. This coming weekend, and the last tour of the day will be at 3 p.m. And the best part of it all, it all benefits the Art Rooney Scholarship Fund. So yeah. you're going to get some kids into college. You're going right. to get some kids' education just by going reliving the glory days and, mm-hmm. and learning all doesn't love that. about Steelers history. Let's talk about the AFC North in the next episode. Take a little yeah. you know, temperature of where the division stands at the midway point. We also got a game tonight featuring an AFC North team and the Steelers' upcoming opponent we can talk about as well. And Maybe we'll talk a little bit about, you know, where's our MVP vote going right now, Coach of the Year, and fun stuff like that. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman. This is the Steelers Standard. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.